selectively, verbally, quickly, continually, and fifthly, candidly. Candidly. It says this in verse 17. I will complain and murmur, and he will hear my voice. Complain and murmur. That is a bit surprising. Complain and murmur. What does complain mean? It means to ponder, to communicate, and to question. C.H. Spurgeon said it this way, we may complain to him, but not about him. (laughs) There's a line. God can take our complaining and our questioning. That is the beauty of this amazing relationship we have with God and with Jesus Christ, is that we can dialogue with him. We can complain to him. But even more than that, (laughs) the word murmur literally means to sigh, to moan, to groan, to mourn, to cry out loud, to growl, to snarl, to rage, and to roar. Everything from sighing to roaring. And the picture of this this verb in the Hebrew language is of a hornet's nest that has been poked and prodded and threatened. And the hornets are, they are furious. (laughs) And they are murmuring. And they're about to come after you, frankly. But that is the picture we have in this word murmur. Listen to what Matthew Henry said. He said this, grief, great griefs are sometimes noisy and clamorous. They're like a a hornet's nest that's been poked. And thus are in some measure lessened while those griefs increase that are stifled and have no vent given to them. Let me read it again. Great griefs are sometimes noisy and clamorous and thus are in some measure lessened. When we are willing to go to the Lord and to do everything between sighing and roaring, that grief is lessened. That is part of the human experience that God says, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Part of that rest is moaning and groaning and sighing and raging and snarling and roaring. Take your pick. It's all legal if we're casting our care upon the Lord. (laughs) It's all good. But when we don't vent, he says, while those griefs increase that are stifled and have no vent for them, when we just push it down, it often is a sign that we're holding on to those burdens. We're going to try to figure it out. And those are the burdens that crush us and push us under the waterline. I don't know if you know or have experienced this, but for me, the Christian life has not been some happy, clappy joy ride to heaven. It has been a battle, (laughs) continues to be a battle. And Romans chapter 8 says that all of creation groans under the curse that this planet has experienced. This planet is cursed, brothers and sisters. That's what the Bible teaches. And all of creation groans. And then it says, we too groan, waiting to be released from this curse. There's a groaning, and if you're like me and getting older, there's a creaking going on in our bodies as well, in our joints. Your eyes don't see as well. I hate these glasses. I hate wearing glasses. There's this big obstacle. I'm always dodging and ducking around my glasses. (laughs) We come to the Lord candidly. It's not often pretty. It's not dignified. It might not sound religious or poetic, but Jesus can take it. Everything between sighing and roaring he can handle when we cast our care upon him candidly, but finally confidently. Number six, confidently. We cast our care confidently. Listen to verse 18. He says, 
you or he will redeem my soul in peace from the battle which is against me. For they are many who strive with me. Verse 19, God will hear and answer them. God will hear, and it literally means will humble them, will afflict them, because they do not change and do not fear God. Four times in verses 16, 17, 18, and 19, the word will is used. David uses the word will. God, the Lord will save me. He will hear my voice. He will redeem my soul in peace, and he will hear and humble them. Confidence. We can cast our burden confidently onto the Lord. Confidence means a rock-solid belief based on evidence. Listen to what David says in Psalm 27, verse 13. He says this, I would have despaired unless I had believed, unless I was confident that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And I would have too, had I not believed that I would see the goodness of God in this life and the life to come. I would have despaired. You would despair. But we can come to God confidently, confidently, and cast our care upon him, cast our burden onto the Lord. And now we come to promise number one. It says, when we do this, he will sustain you. The word sustain means enable me to endure. 